So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. I'm trying to do the colossal finger thing where my hands hurt. What's going on, everybody? It's in NXT. In your house. Take over. Oh, wow. What a show. Oh, man. I'm still trying to process all of it. What an amazing main event. Are we getting a new... NXT general manager is William Regal out of there. Uh, how great was this show? How many stars can we give it? We'll find out. It is your sports key to wrestling post show review for WWE NXT takeover in your house. Man, it felt good to see. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. I am not alone. I am Kev Kellum joining me over there uh, in Florida, the land, uh, a state shaped like a certain part of the male anatomy. Mr. Jose G. How you doing, Jose? How you feeling? Uh, you know what? I, just because you said that, I'm not even going to reply to you because <laughs> I'm, I'm living. Apparently, I'm living in the male genitalia of our country. Where, where are you at? You're in Tampa. So no, I'm in Orlando. I'm like dead smack in the middle of the you're, shaft. You're, you're in <laughs> shaft territory. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'm Kev Callum. I'm in. I'm in. I believe one of the greatest wrestling cities in the world, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, and joining us from Nebraska, Jeremy Bennett. Jeremy with us as well. A uh, big part of the Sports Gear Wrestling team. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. What a fun show to cover here. What a really, really good show to cover. And if you're joining us for the first time, don't forget to subscribe to us. Joining us on YouTube, go ahead and hit that like button. Get in the comments. Get your comments on screen with us as well. On Facebook, get your comments on screen. And if you're with us on the podcast side of things, thank you guys so much. Hopefully this is a fun part of your Monday. Get you going. We have a whole bunch of content. Whatever channel you follow us on, subscribe to it, support it, share it. I know there's a lot of options in wrestling media. The fact you're going with us, we appreciate it. So let's have some fun because this was, I, I would say, another home run for WWE Ooh. NXT. People can bitch and moan, and I, I got, oh boy, oh boy. I, I, there were some, some beefs that I wanted. I wanted to fry up some real beefs, boys, on <laughs> wrestling Twitter tonight. There were some people that really just said, you know what, I'm going to watch wrestling with tweezers in my hand so I can nitpick as much as I possibly can. Even some of our own sports key to people who I will, I will, I will beef with here uh, who aren't with us. Maybe we'll follow that up here later on in the week, though. Uh, so overall <laughs> thoughts, Jeremy, what do you think of TakeOver? Man, can you believe that that was two and a half hours? That that just felt like it flew by from the moment that we got that that fast-paced six-man to that insane fatal five-way. I, I can't believe that was two and a half hours, but then we like ended it on a downer. Like, wow, that like it's it was almost like somebody died with the end of that, the way Regal walked off. I, I don't know what even to take onto that, but but the action tonight was, you know takeover worthy it was you know takeover always delivers for the most part uh todd pettengill delivered tonight those were some tremendous segments i it was an enjoyable night that just flew by i can't believe it's already over 
Uh, yeah, new people, if you're joining us for the first time, tell us where you guys are watching from. Tell us what you thought of the show. Give us your 1 to 10. Give us your 1 to 10 rating, 10 being it's the absolute best show you've ever seen, and uh, 1 being December to dismember. You know, maybe like one of the worst, okay? Uh, so uh, I will say uh, th- we won't give our ratings. We'll, we'll hold off on that. Uh, yet, but this, this was a super, super satisfying show. Like, this didn't feel long. Nothing felt unimportant. Everything had some consequence or drive to it. Everything built to something, paid off something, or created something completely new to jump off of. So I, I really enjoyed that. Great opening match, a six-man tag with all the titles on the line. Something that had been done in the past at an In Your House, which they tied in on the pre-show interviews. I was like, I didn't even remember that. And I was like, I was like, that's so clever how they tied that all together with a lot of footage like that. Uh, they were they were definitely like saying, like, hey, if you're a long, long diehard fan, we're gonna have all this fun throwback stuff with Todd Pettengill and the karate fighters, but I also like the <laughs> kind of sports-oriented. Like, this has happened at In Your House. We're going to do something like this again. Love this match. This is Bronson Reed's platform. All right. You may have a match with all these guys who can do all the high-flying, like MSK, uh, like like Escobar. But this was just the big man being the most dynamic, athletic big man, flying out of the ring, doing backflips, smashing people through hockey boards. This was his match. And he got the win, and he got the pin at the end. I thought the right team won. Uh, interesting to see them uh, go with such a big match to open the show. They each had their kind of matching gear. What would you think of it, Jose? I thought this was a, a very good match to open up the show. I was uh, heartbroken because my team of Legado del Fantasma mm-hmm. didn't win. However, you're absolutely right. This match was a display for Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed was the marquee person in this match. Everything was revolved around him. Uh, the gear was revolved around his gear uh, on, on MSK. The cool thing also on Legado, they also all had matching uh, matching gear. But it was a very fun and entertaining match. I thought a solid win for Bronson. But uh, something that I was talking uh, right before we went live with Jeremy is if you noticed the crowd reaction for MSK, you Ooh. can kind of hear that the crowd reaction is starting to turn on MSK, very in favor for Bronson Reed, but starting to turn for MSK. Did you get that, Jeremy? Yeah, it actually, um, if you go back about a month or two, um, I can't remember the exact date, if it was NXT or if it was when they kind of opened up the CWC a little more, there were boos for MSK if you caught them. you know, They may have been a little bit of faint, but you could notice some of the... NXT universe kind of turning on them back then, which about a month or two ago. And so, you know, I don't know if it's the fact that they are getting so much so fast. I mean, they're a talented team. If you watch impact wrestling, you, you, you would be a fan oh, of these. Nobody's guys. arguing that. Yeah. Yeah. The rascals with, uh, with uh, Trey Miguel are tremendous, but I'm wondering if it's just this, the, the, their act, you know, people are maybe just getting tired of the constant energy and maybe they can turn that into a heelish, annoy people type of deal down the road uh agreed but i uh, didn't didn't think they had to do it i love the shot when uh escobar grabbed the championship like he was gonna waffle someone with a title oh god and he's staring yeah. at the camera and just out of nowhere comes this colossal yeah. human being for lack of a better phrase that smashes him through <laughs> like it was off camera and it was one of those times where they do the smash cut but they smash through a different angle where it made complete sense they knew uh, yeah. it was one of those things where yes we know Everyone in the crew who's shooting this knows, be ready for this shot. 
I didn't mind it because it paid off so well. What's cool is it didn't break off clean either. It looked like, you know, there's cage hanging. Mm -hmm. It looked like it was a mess. You know, it didn't look like just a clean planned kind of a break. It looked like mayhem at the end of it. So it even, you know, that kind of effect made it uh, even uh, better for the, for that spot. Uh, that, if you with the whole live, scene, uh, that whole we, scene, real quick, it reminded me of Final Destination. Remember that scene <laughs> when the bus just hits that person that's walking into the street? Bam! That's Bronson Reed and Santos Escobar. So you're saying that Bronson Reed is a bus, but a bus that jumps off a top rope and lands on people. Yeah. Okay. It's there a good. Go. It's a good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're asking if you're with us live for your ratings. Just we want to see what the fans are thinking. We want to be the most interactive platform we can be in wrestling media. Uh, Jamie uh, gives the show a seven point five out of ten. Uh, we also have someone dropping a nine out of ten. That's ooh, that's a big rating there. They're getting nines out of tens here. That's that's pretty goddamn good here. Uh, that is we're, that was around the territory. We got the double or nothing. AEW double or nothing was getting like eight nines in, in that territory. So let us know what you think of it. If you didn't like it, we want to know what you think of it too. Because there were some people online that uh, were stumbling over themselves tonight. I know I get into this argument quite a bit, Jose who were really just looking for something bad to say about this show. And it's almost curious, based on what has happened recently in wrestling, that people now feel the need, even if something's good from WWE, to say something bad about WWE. Seems odd, right, Jeremy? Doesn't that seem odd? Almost uh, like they're trying to prove something to someone. I don't know. <laughs> it was. Uh, I mean, it's hard to... It's hard to complain about tonight. There was little from there top were people to trying. I know there were people trying. And, and I'm, 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 an, I'm an AEW fan. I love AEW. I love sure. about everything they do. So it's not I'm not a, a mark on either side. I love mm -hmm. what Impact does even too. They've been tremendous the past year. Um, so I think it. you are really reaching uh, to find something bad tonight. Uh yeah. Okay. So here we go. Somebody. Christopher Drop Ryan Cooper is with us all the time. I hate to be a Debbie Downer. Great SNL sketch. Wah, if you seen that. Uh, but I just feel like the push for Reed feels like the same push for Keith Lee, but Bronson Reed is cool. All right. So what's the problem then? See, like that's the type of stuff I hear with, I was seeing tonight. This is good, but like this is good, but the ladders don't have diamonds on them in the ladder match, so it isn't good. Uh, and why uh, doesn't every ladder have green and diamonds Chino, on it? Our very own Rico Chino, him and I were going back and forth, and he's like, I could hear them signaling to each other uh, in the ladder match, so it just kind of took me out of it. Really? That's like really? every John Cena match. Really? <laughs> Are we? Did you watch the same match that I did? I actually it seems did not. Like someone's coming into this movie with 3D glasses on, and it's not a 3D movie, and they're wondering why it isn't 3D. Mm, <laughs> this, this doesn't meet my expectations. See, you know, you know, the most important advice I can give to people: don't get on Twitter. Don't get on Twitter <laughs> while you're watching NXT because it's just going to ruin it for you. That's probably how I didn't catch the calling of the spots because I saw Rick's tweet, and I did. I never caught. Uh, any of those? That's uh, probably because I was on Twitter saying, "Wow, this uh, this spot's good." Because holy cow, those guys uh, those guys kind of brought put their bodies on the line for that match tonight. We'll we will get to that a little later. But Sean Penny giving the show a solid nine point five out of ten. Wow, 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 wow. He also chiming in here says he thinks William Regal ending the show. The ending uh, we'll get into the main event, but the ending was basically him breaking up a bunch of different fights. And I even tweeted about this. Like every segment is just him breaking up fights. And he looked exhausted 
And yeah. He it's, he's been he like, crying at the end. Yeah, we've been getting, crying. We've yeah. been getting angry Regal the the past month. You know, he's been fired he's up. War games? He can't make another war games already. He can't, so what is he going to do? You know, support guy. Everybody gets more war games. Uh, well, Sean Penna says, here's what's happening. I think William Regal is stepping down as GM. Or Pete, Johnny, Adam Cole, or Kyle O'Reilly are moving up to the main roster. Do you see some shakeups here uh, with NXT coming oh. out of the show? We'll jump into individual matches on TakeOver, but do you see any uh, shakeups here? Did, did you notice the color scheme of Adam Cole's tights? They look a little uh, money in the bankish. Mm. Curious there. Curious, Come curious on. move. Jose, jump in on this. What do you think? What about Gargano's gear? Shawn Michaels, HBK <laughs> gear. That was that was amazing. That was real good. That was uh, shake shakeups. I don't know. I thought that we would probably would get a shakeup if Karrion Cross would uh, would have dropped the title, um, and have Cross move up to the main roster. That's clearly not going to happen. I don't think we're going to have any any shakeups from this takeover quite yet. Maybe after SummerSlam, because I think Cole and Karrion is what's going to be for SummerSlam takeover. I think you could have an NXT guy in Money in the Bank and not f- formally commit him to the main roster. Yeah, uh, they've done it before. Uh, they've been kind of shying away from that and really separating the brands out. But, you have you have NXT guys in the Royal Rumble. I don't see why there's yeah. any reason you can't have them in a big you know, group, like a big you know the big All Star game, if you will, that Money in the Bank can be. So I've yeah. no, I've no opposition against. So that. does that mean? Let's so hypothetically, let's say the NXT guy wins. Can he pick any championship, including the NXT title? Why Can not? He cash in, right? Why not? Well, let's jump into the second match of the night: Mercedes Martinez against the mysterious, ominous Tien Shaw. Uh, they are really enjoying having a full crowd here. I think that has to be said here. Uh, this was one of the, the what I thought they got a little quiet during the show, uh, but the crowd was kind of into these elaborate big entrances that they did for Takeover. This felt like a pay per view. They had the big elaborate set. They had big elaborate entrances. They had new costumes, new entrance gear. Tian Sha is over the top and cool. It's like the villain from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, and uh, they had a fun, fine, fair match. I, I, I mean, the whole whole show was really good. I would say it's probably of the matches. I would rank it the the last, uh, but. It was still interesting. It was more interesting what they did after the match. Uh, Tian Shaw picks up the win, and then it's going to smash uh, Mercedes Martinez with the chair. I'd uh, be even more l- ruthless as her ominous, uh, you know, wizard, dark wizard, mean Lee, off off in her throne at ringside uh, commands as such. And uh, this Mercedes gets the chair. She beats up Tian Shaw, and then she calls out that bitch. Come on, bitch. She had to make it really loud. They did this big wide shot, and then Tian Shaw kind of chokeslammed her off of the platform into the hockey board with one hand. I thought that was pretty cool. I was hoping for a little bit more. Uh, what did you guys think of this? I thought this was – I enjoyed the post-match more than the match itself. I'm actually glad that Zaya Lee got this win because it was – I think it was very important for her – to get this win on Mercedes Martinez. I also kind of had a hunch that we were going to see something uh, with Mei Ling uh, coming with the, uh, after this, especially since Mercedes Martinez countered Zaya Lee's chair shot. She hit Boa, and then as soon as she went there, we got to see a little bit more of Mei Ling. This is the first time I actually see Mei Ling stand up and do something besides do, you know. You heard that crowd. Like that yeah. crowd was like, they were kind of like mild because I thought the opening six yeah. was great. They were losing their minds. So they did have to cool down. And you guys know this, the toughest position on a big pay-per-view is usually the Number second two. match on the card. Mm-hmm. And they were doing, they did a promo with Tommaso Ciampa and, and, and uh, Timothy Thatcher, I believe, mm-hmm. in between these matches. 
and then they're rolling in this match and it was the, the entrances were cool but the match was almost like almost secondary but when she stood up from that chair that crowd went ooh, mm-hmm. ooh. yeah so that's an investment that means the character that you've been teasing for a long time means something jeremy what do you what do you think of uh, the dark overlord movie? well I thought um, I, I kind of compared this match to a match uh, last night on impacts against all odds. W Morrissey taken on rich Swan thought it might be kind of a, just a pure squash dominant match where, and it actually in the case of last night and tonight turned out to be actually be pretty competitive. It, we saw uh, Zia Lee be uh, in peril probably for the first time since being under the, uh, the tutelage of may Ying and but I tell you what though uh, uh, that that part at the end Mercedes Martinez sold the hell out of that to make uh, Mei Ying look so uh, powerful uh, in reg- in that regard and so uh, I- I'm curious to see where this goes from here now that she's gotten up of- off that chair finally she's definitely gotten up off that chair is Leon- now, do you guys think is that Karen Q do you guys know or it's think? not exactly clear and and we know oh, no. i believe is still with wwe so we just haven't seen her on tv in a long yeah. long time uh and i i actually like the idea that i don't know who it is yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm okay with that definitely uh, mysterious and they definitely like the way they shot it they showed her face just just a little bit like just the eyes and they cover it up and it has- that might be her i mean her features the features look pretty darn spot about the same height too yeah yeah I'm all right with it. Yeah. So uh, Ozzy Medoris is saying Dark Overlord is the character from Howard the Duck. I didn't know. I didn't know you were getting a Howard the Duck reference tonight. Awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, Leon McRae saying that that Maylene choke slam left you wanting more out of her. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. very simple. It was very understated. Yeah. You know, uh, like uh, she the just way, did, like you know. Yeah. The way Mercedes sold it just made that look like a million bucks because that bump was, was pretty horrendous with just that little, mm-hmm. little, little groove between the ramp and the, and the cage there. Not a clean, not a clean one to take there. You're going to, yeah. you're going to eat a lot on that. Uh, Steven Chambers wants to go. What's next for Mercedes? Do you guys see her going to the main roster? Smackdown or off? She, she just came back from there when retribution. Yeah. Well, she would really didn't get a run. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like it really wasn't a run. It was, she was there maybe like twice, you know, like I wouldn't call that a full on run. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, other people saying the main event was the match of the night. We'll get into that. Let us know what you guys think is the match of the night and get on screen. Continue to give us your rating one to 10 for tonight's NXT takeover. Let's get into the other women's match of the night. We uh, interviewed her earlier this week. Uh, had a, uh, She said it's her era. She is not going to give up this title. She is big. Mommy. Cool. The NXT women's champion Raquel Gonzalez taking on a very uh, game challenger. And Ember Moon, a former NXT Women's Champion in her own right, Dakota Kai at ringside. Dakota Kai being ran off by Shotzi Blackheart. Ember Moon's tag team partner we haven't seen in a long time. This match was all over the place. Real test for Raquel, who's much, much bigger than Ember. But, you know, Ember didn't look like she was too outmatched. At the same time, they didn't, you know, defeat the big person. They didn't make the big person feel less big. Uh, I enjoyed this, and that one-arm choke slam is a nasty move. That is a nasty move. Uh, the tornado DDT on the platform, kind of the modified eclipse. Love this match. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Raquel is truly coming into her own here. She's on a real stride. Did you guys get the feeling that Raquel, just right at the end, right at that finish, she was just like, I'm just done with this. Boom, boom. Just throw her, twist her, 
just power bomb her. It she could have just done that like ten minutes ago and be done with the match. But it almost felt it almost felt like she just had, she was completely annoyed. I'm done with this. I'm just gonna flip you in the air and power bomb you. Done. Which That's is it. indicative of a huge person that I'm just annoyed with someone who's smaller than me. Yeah, you know, like that she, does that does lend itself to a character like that. Which we now know it's called the Chingona power bomb. <laughs> <laughs> According to Beth Phoenix, that's what yeah. Beth Phoenix said. That she no, no that, that was in the tail of the tape. That's that's her maneuver. Uh, if you guys are with us, go ahead. Once again, share the link, pass it on, support the show. Keep it going here. Kevin Sullivan says that five-way match was absolutely stellar. Full stop. Also, Riccuccino, uh, what a five-way is. He also says, I give that show a, a, a nine like your mom. Oh, come on, Kevin. That is Ooh. not necessary. That is not Ooh. necessary. Not Are we going to have to start a battle of the Kevins now? Ooh. Are we going to all meet in one place one yes. year's time? Oh, one Kevin to rule them all. Only you guys, one Kevin that, to rule them all. That happened, in my, that happened in my city. That's where that Josh thing took place was my city. Oh, the, the, all the Joshes That's come to awesome. one place? The and, yeah, the one, and one little kid got to be the one true Josh? Yeah, yeah, yeah that happened here. That was crazy. That was good, good stuff, man. Joe, uh, Joe Don saying, uh, Regal has left NXT. Here comes money. Shane McMahon. Oh. Yes. If you guys are with oh. us, let us know who you think the next NXT uh. general manager could be. Uh, a lot of people, oh, you guys are groaning about the idea of Shane McMahon Ooh. being the GM of SmackDown or, or, or NXT. He's already done SmackDown. So, Joe, yeah. Joe, 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 Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, people also saying, what about Jameson? Remember Jameson? That'd be, that'd be uh, quite a need to pull out of the obscurity there. Um, let's get into this one. Uh, what, 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 I want to, whoa, on my screen just went like crazy here. Sorry about that. I want to talk about this. The million dollar championship ladder match. Uh, we get Ted DiBiase with the limo coming out. We have Ted DiBiase and the golden ladder. Uh, I had a friend of mine in wrestling media say, how come all the ladders aren't bedazzled? Bedazzle <laughs> all of the ladders, but they save the bedazzled ladder for something special. It's so much more ferocious when you're hit with bedazzles. Uh, and this was really, really cool. Cameron Grimes, taking on LA Knight, the winner gets to be the new million-dollar champion. I'll say this. This is a vanity championship, for lack of a better phrase, but this is the vanity championship. Uh, I heard some people say, how come they don't make this like a Money in the Bank type deal? They didn't do that. I think they can. They can do it afterwards, but some people, you know, they didn't do it at the pay-per-view. I love this. This is, to me, the best one-on-one singles ladder match I've seen in well over 10 years. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you uh, 100%. We've been conditioned so much with ladder matches, especially in WWE, uh, even in AEW, where it's many, many people. It's many, many people, a lot of different ladders, a lot of frenetic action, which you kind of got in the five-way at the end of the night. You had five-way action, a lot of double teams, which that dynamic works well. But we haven't seen like a really good one-on-one ladder match where the ladders are this dynamic brutal thing and it's just two guys and you can't just get a breakaway and roll out of the ring and like kind of recoup yourself no it's all you this was a star making performance Mm. for both guys that crowd loved cameron grimes that was 400 fans losing their minds you could hear them when they sang along with to the moon (laughs) And, and that was really really good i heard a lot of people angry that cameron didn't get the win here but i loved it as i said this is the best singles ladder match I've seen maybe since Sean versus Razor Ramon back in the 90s. Like, it was that good to me. Yeah, it was well put. It was uh, definitely 
the plans were well laid out. The the bumps these guys took that neck breaker was just brutal on that on that on the while the the ladder was kind of sitting on its side. Uh, you know the final bump that Cameron Grimes took. You know, but you know you, you cannot deny my boy L.A. Knight. Yeah, you cannot yeah. deny. L.A. Knight. Uh, now, let me tell you this. I, I understood why. Let me talk yeah. to you, Jeremy. Let, let me, talk, let me yeah. talk. Let me talk to you, dummy. I understand the 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 hate that Grimes did not win this. But, hey, I, I said this on my podcast this week because I predicted L.A. Knight. Yeah, I predicted yeah. him to win. Right here, too. And it's because the baby face has to grind and chase to get what he wants. So he's not going to win that ladder match. His first chance to be DiBiase's guy. He's going to have to scratch and claw for it uh, along the way. This feud, I don't think is over with LA Knight, And I think that uh, that's where LA Knight wins. And the baby face has to come up and, and get that long grind before he gets to where, where he wants. And, and man, that, that pop, when uh, he finally gets DiBiase's approval, you know, maybe in front of a bigger crowd or whatnot is going to be a tremendous story to be written. And in order for that story to be written, you have to start with the heel winning the title right now. Completely um, agree. Other people chiming in saying they loved it. Gotta love Drake. P- people still calling me yeah. like Drake. Uh, note: Impact Wrestling felt the need to tweet out a match during <laughs> this. That, that was featured great. Trevor Lee, formerly known now known as Cameron Grimes, and Eli Drake, now known as LA Knight. And they do that all the time. They it's, it's, love it's, to do it, and they know what they're doing. And it is kind of at first it was petty. Now it's just like, oh, what match are they going to do with guys that were on their TV show? That they, they they can tweet out here, and they give you the whole match. It's which clever, is pretty cool. Yeah, it's so, pretty clever what they're doing there. Yeah, I mean. You got to stay in the conversation, and and they had a pay per view last night. I know you got to check it. Maybe before we're done, we can kind of do a quick uh, go over that. Uh, I love this. Thought this was good. I agree with you. Cameron Grimes can take the loss. La Knight needed it more. Cameron Grimes is just getting over because his character is so ridiculous, and he just use those minutes, man. Use those minutes, and he gets as much out of his minutes. He's a guy where you did these vignettes with him about stonks, and somehow like he just stumbled his way into stock money and doesn't know how to be good with it. But now you can do the slide down. Now you can do he loses money. <laughs> and, and he's getting really, he's getting even crazy with his money. And he doesn't know how to do, keep his money. And I maybe you make him the working man. You know, maybe maybe you get him in that direction. That I'm just the man just a man's man. Ball are, here. are you, you saying know? he could be a man's man? A manly man. He wears flannel and he goes outside, gets calluses on his hands. I just added those lyrics. Maybe that's where Regal's going. Yeah. He's going to be a man. He's going to go off and be a man, dude. He needs to to get back to being a man here. Uh, Maj is saying CM Punk is the new GM. Get ready, Rick. Get ready for it. Yeah. What do you you think here? CM Punk. Who's this new GM? Let's let's take some predictions about that. Uh, Let's talk about the Samoa Joe story while we're in the middle running down this NXT TakeOver card. Uh, the rumors were there. You guys covered it on Friday. Yep. Uh, we, 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 maybe we can talk about The Rock before we're done tonight, too. Uh, but a big one, especially for the world of NXT, was that Samoa Joe, recently released by WWE, former NXT champion, former TNA champion, former Ring of Honor world champion, big guy. A lot of people thought, oh, release from WWE. He's going to show up in AEW. It's just a done thing. He's just going to show up in all elite wrestling. AEW's. And he was seen this week at the WWE Performance Center, which is where the Capital Wrestling Center is. Mm. Mm. A lot of people were expecting tonight. Didn't get him. What do you think? 
Um, I well, just uh, just watching Joe on commentary, you know that he's going to be tremendous in anything he does, pro wrestling related. So if he is going to be a GM, the new GM of NXT, obviously he will. You know, if, if things get out of control, like Regal has seen the last couple weeks, well, Joe, he'll 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 put his hands on some people to get it under control. So I think he's almost the perfect man for the job, honestly. Jose, it almost seems that way, man. It, it's it's almost too perfect. Mm-hmm. I want it so bad, but at the same time, I kind of know it's not going to happen. But I'm going to stay optimistic that we're going to get this because it. Jeremy's right. There's so much chaos in NXT. There's some you need someone who's just as chaotic to keep these people in line. And Samoa Joe, if you're out of line, I'm gonna put you to sleep. <laughs> uh, Dreda saying uh, he fits NXT. He would be down for it here. Um, and uh, Cav, not me, chiming in here saying, "Do you think?" This was the plan, uh, but with all the lo- all the online talk, they held off on it. I don't know. I mean, there were a couple other things that came out this weekend that people thought were going to be a part of this NXT TakeOver show in terms of rumors. But yeah. here's the thing, guys. If they don't tease it, don't expect it. Like you, yeah. you, uh, the, This is the, the, the disturbing thing about social media. People said, well, I saw people tweeting about it, so why aren't you doing it? You just saw people tweeting a theory. That doesn't mean it's, it's a thing. P- but the thing is, everybody can kind of work you from an angle. Paul Ellering tonight, we reported it tweeted about uh, AOP being the most destructive team. And he even tagged the NXT TakeOver name. Paul Ireland hasn't managed a team in NXT in years. And AOP has been released by w- uh, from WWE for a while. Uh, so does that mean they were coming back? It, and it kind of like makes sense that they would come back because they need a fresh tag team in NXT. I was like, oh, okay. But that didn't happen either. So you got to hold off on that, guys. Until it, ha- we can speculate about it. It's fun. That's part of the fun part, you know. Um, you know, it's fun to do that, you know. But I, I get where people uh, are up on themselves about these things, you know. So, all right, let's let's keep running down this card here. What do you guys want to jump into next, Jose? Oh well, let's jump into this main event, bro. This fatal five-way match: Karrion Cross, Adam Cole, Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano. This, this match was insane, absolutely insane from the beginning to the end. But at the same time, when you saw that Cross was outside for more than five minutes at a time, you almost kind of knew, okay, Cross is going to keep this. Because the majority of the match was fought between the four guys. The yeah. majority of the match was. Yeah, I thought um, I thought the tandem moves were just tremendous, like combining a, a super kick into a poison run or whatever that was. Uh, I can't remember what that was, but, uh, you know, there was a bunch of that, you know, and, and uh, then I also uh, had uh, tweeted uh, at the beginning of that match. I'm like, how long before that door gets taken down? Well, hell, that happened right uh, away. <laughs> that happened right away. Um, I tell you what, though. Uh, you know, you, you don't realize it, but, you know, all those guys are so much smaller than Cross. But then and so you see them all trying to to just gang up on the bigger Cross. It was it was a really cool story. They really told uh, with uh, trying to just defeat this giant who I thought was the least likely to win that match. And he, he still came up on top out on top. You know, uh, watching this match, it made me want to it, it just made me start wondering Brock Lesnar versus Karrion Cross because they have very similar styles. With the suplexes, suplex city, you know, not a whole lot of striking, very minimal striking, but a whole lot of suplexes. So it just kind of get my got got my mind going. 
Uh, Doug texting here saying that double super kick on Dunn coming off the ropes was incredible. Oh I did catch that. There yeah. were some moves that you just like you couldn't even process, like how fast it was going. It yeah. reminded me like when you're playing a video game and it's like all of it's all of your friends playing like one of those wrestling games together, and you're you like get through the match, you're almost like I wish a real match was like this. Like it was <laughs> right? just like that pace, you know, was was through the roof. Uh, Joseph uh, saying Fatal Five was my match of the year so far. Wow, that is, uh, is high consideration. It's been a great year for wrestling already. We're nearly halfway through the year, so that makes a lot of sense there. Uh, and uh, I love it, man. I thought this was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I thought this was a huge, huge effort by NXT. That uh, if if you come to these shows with your biases towards another brand in wrestling, yeah, I'm saying AEW, and you just want to watch these shows to crap on them and say, well, I mean, they have good people, but it's not this, and they don't let people do their own thing. Everyone got to do whatever they wanted in this match. Everyone got to be themselves. Pete Dunne got to wear his English national soccer team gear. Johnny Gargano got to have his gear. Kyle O'Reilly made people look absolutely fantastic. He loves doing submission stuff, and he loses to a submission hold at the end of the night. And don't get it twisted. Guys who like doing submissions also like having them applied to them. I can tell you that from being in a locker room. Uh, And this was a really, really fun match where no one looked jobbed out. Everyone looked like they could win the title, and that's all they needed to do. I know, Jeremy, you said it felt like, all right, once they eliminate him, he'll come back and get the title. Okay, but when the rest of those guys got to just do their thing mm-hmm. and dance their dance, they danced it hard. Mm-hmm. And you got a really, really great effort. And it felt like anyone could win the match. But here comes Karrion Cross. And also Karrion Cross, you know, he won, but he didn't he didn't smash anyone completely. He just kind of mm-hmm. like took advantage of his situation. I love the ending. Uh Kyle Riley with that modified figure four. And then here he comes with another, you know, sleeper. And he and he puts it on and just doesn't let go. And his <laughs> His like face it. sold it. His uh, O'Reilly's face oh. sold it. And plus, it's it's so unique because we're so used to seeing Karrion Cross win with Sayota Suplex and then uh, and then the forearm to the back of the head. We're so used to seeing that end matches. We don't really see him use that cross uh, that cross jacket much. And you know, and that's how he retained the title in a match that was probably the, the least likely for him to retain. And uh, yeah, like I said, O'Reilly's face sold that when he, he was going out. That was tremendous. Let's talk about how great Adam Cole was in this match, though, because he Mm. made me believe so many times that he could possibly get this tonight. He took out O'Reilly so many times. He took out Dunn so many times. Dunn had an amazing one-on-one go with Karrion Cross and with O'Reilly. The whole match was just amazing, just the entire thing. Uh, a lot of people want to talk about this. We do have to talk about it. Todd Pettengill was the host of the show. This is the In Your House show, so they do all the throwback things. And when they did In Your House last year, people really liked that they had Todd and Pettengill for a handful of segments. Mm-hmm. So they said, why not? Let's do more. And you got this fun thing that they did with Todd Pettengill as a host back in the 90s of him just being this backstage goofball <laughs> who is always out of sync. And whoever wrote these this material, people talk about bad writing in WWE. I'm going to tell you right now. This was written. Everything about this was written. The beats were all there. The things he got to say, the things other people got to say, and then he took it off the page and made it his own. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought this was really, really funny. Uh, Mackenzie coming out and saying uh, when he was trying to, he was trying to do a present a, a v- VHS tape into a. V- oh, we don't combo. use those. We don't use those anymore. But those old combo. Do they got some RCA? Ca- they got some RCA cables in the truck. Yeah, and he wanted he wanted to go get some RCA cables out of the truck. I thought that was very very funny. And they come back to him. and He's like, someone took my Walkman. I have a Walkman. He has brand new padded headphones. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. And then 
um you know uh, the hit the uh, hit row got to come in the kind of the hip-hop oriented new faction who's actually making their own songs i think i think they're a very interesting uh, faction too. that well, song is fire if they haven't a good heard song. it it's a good it's a group. Fire. Yeah, it is a good song. So they come in, they give him the record, and he has to hold it like he's Jimmy Fallon or something. Like he's like, You probably have a record player. He's like, Yeah, I do. I do have a record player. <laughs> it was like gen- and it was generally funny. And his interactions with everyone backstage meant something. And also got people that weren't that didn't have a match on the show on the show and like a credible little cameo. But let's talk karate fighters. Karate fighters. Uh, karate fighters sponsored almost everything in WWE. It felt like for like two years in the nineties. When I was a little kid, I always wanted these karate fighters, and I couldn't that, find them anywhere. That and Castrol GTX. Yeah, it's just Castrol <laughs> GTX and the uh, the pimple pad and Stridex. It was Stridex. Uh, Stridex. Was uh, so and like, uh, what what was that fat burner one? Um, uh, it was the, 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 the No, <laughs> no, no, no. It was another one. Uh, yeah, oh, one. Stacker two. Yeah, Stacker 2. Jesus. I took that one time. I think I was in uh, college when I took that, and I started shaking after I took it. I'm like, yeah, better not take that again. <laughs> uh, people giving uh, this show a 9 out of 10. Continue to give us your ratings here. Let us know what you thought of tonight's NXT TakeOver in your house. I loved it. Uh, we will get to our rating here in a minute, but Karate Fighter is really, really, really fun. Man. Overall, just a fun dusting in the show. Yeah, Absolutely. Everything yeah. was great. Yeah, everything, everything they did with Todd was great. Yeah, that yeah, was and fun. everything they did with him was perfect. It made me think, why don't you just hire him back? Mm-hmm. Why don't you just have him? Mind you, it may not be as special, right? Uh, but I would like to see a lot more of Todd Pettengill on the show. And I think uh, some people online were saying the same thing as well. Uh, I, I, I thought this was a good show, guys. What do you think? Give, it, give us your rating. One to ten. You can do your points if you want to get specific. <laughs> Jeremy, I'll let you go. Uh, I'm going to give it a solid, uh, a solid nine. It wasn't, it was not perfect from top to bottom, but there was nothing in the show that I hated. Um, it wasn't a perfect show. So I'll give it a nine just because we had, uh, a match of the year contender with the main event. That ladder match could even be in there as a match of the year contender as well. Uh, and then you had a, a very, very good six man and a very, very good women's title match. And even, uh, you know, even Mercedes and Zia Lee, that was, you know, a very competitive match for the eight minutes it got. So there was nothing in there that made me say, what are they doing? This sucks. Um, and it, But it wasn't perfect. So I think nine's a great score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm going to go 8.5 from my score. Uh, the only reason I'm giving it an 8.5, it would have been a nine, but Legado del Fantasma lost. Uh, so, <laughs> so therefore, it's going to be, I know, it's going to be 8.5. Bias. However, however, my match of the night is going to be the last. <laughs> what is he? Are those some tweezers? Get some tweezers out. Gotta, gotta, <laughs> gotta, gotta, gotta be a nitpicky. But so my favorite match of the night. Let me get it. Was here. that that million dollar ladder match? One of my favorite ladder matches to date. Just like what Kevin said, uh, my my favorite ladder matches of all time were The Rock and Triple H. Shawn Michaels and Razor, and now you can add this one to the list. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna be right. I'm gonna be right there with uh, Jose and give the show an eight point five out of ten. Uh, I thought this was really, really good. It is a reminder, despite all of the sentiment that people have about WWE, that don't ha- that does mind you has nothing to do with what goes on in the show. It was just people were mad about these releases recently, right? Uh, this is a reminder of what NXT can do, how special it is. 
Uh, I I think the MVP of the night is the fans being there. It felt really, really cool. Like fans have been there, but this is the first time they're like, yeah, we can put more fans in here. And you saw fans in every shot, however wide they can make the shots. They were, they were trying to do it. I really loved it. I thought the CWC is fully coming alive. This is what it's supposed to feel like. It's supposed to feel sort of like a fight club. And so they want it to feel like, and it did feel like that. Uh, Everyone on the roster did something special. Uh, And if you watch a pay-per-view and say, oh, they didn't do any title changes, so it sucks. Let me get the tweezers again for you because that doesn't, (laughs) that doesn't indicate a show. Uh, that doesn't in, that doesn't indicate a show being uh, a very good to you. That that's that that's you're inhibiting something. Then you're saying what something can't be is what if it and then that's it. That's so limiting, and you wouldn't want to do that to any other wrestling show. Now I'll say something challenging, and this isn't bias. This isn't me being pro WWE. I'll say this: this show was better than AEW Double or Nothing significantly better not saying that show was bad but this show is definitely a couple clips ahead of it in my eyes uh whereas that show had five thousand people and everything on the show should have been bonkers and some things in the show were okay you know Miro winning the title that was fine it was cool they did some cool stuff in it uh and that show was really good uh but it's it's not too too better because nxc was wild you know uh you know both shows are great and here's the thing to think about guys wrestling is very good right now yeah Raw sucks. Well, yeah. NXT's good. SmackDown's good. AEW's good. But people need to bitch. Don't tell me I can't bitch about something. I watched a bitch. Uh, so calm down. Get over yourself. The Thunderdome will be exploded soon, and you can see live wrestling again. I don't know if I can get tickets to Monday Night Raw. It's going to be here in a... The beginning I, of think the, I think the one in Orlando just sold out. Yeah. Like it, so, I mean, yeah, like, that's crazy. another thing to think about here, too, is like shows are going to start selling out. Yeah. And if you, I think a lot of people who are bitching about wrestling can have a different opinion maybe by the end of the summer, don't you think, fellas? Uh, so, uh, good ratings, good thoughts here. Uh, do want to get into this a little bit more of a roundup? I know you guys touched it on Friday, but The Rock, The Rock, heavily reported to come back for WWE again at Survivor Series. Uh, which is rumored to be at Madison Square Garden in New York City. How entertaining. Ten years later, he comes back in the same place he returned to before. Uh, Actually, it's, so, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not Madison Square Garden. It's Barclays. Barclays. So New York City. Okay, yeah. there we go. Uh, New York City, uh, quite the venue. Uh, definitely it will sell out if The Rock is involved. It'll sell out because it's WWE in New York City. Uh, what do you think here? And the whole lineup has got to be. It's got, it has to be, right? It has to be The Rock going after his, his unruly cousin. Roman Reigns. I mean, one would hope so, right? I mean, this this is where you're going to plant the seeds for that WrestleMania match. Now, is that WrestleMania match going to happen next year, or is he going to do like he did to John Cena and call it one year and a half ahead of time? That's going to be the que- that's going to be the question that we're all going to want to find out. Maybe we'll get that answer at Survivor Series. Who knows? It would be great to see The Rock back in the WWE, but it ain't going to be The Rock from 2011. I'll tell you right now. What do you mean by that? Elaborate on that. Well, he's ten years he's ten years older. He's not going to have the same amount of move sets that he did back then. He's actually going to have to take it a little bit easier in the ring. I think. Okay. You know, right. be a little bit more more cautious. 
He did more get hurt. Uh, he got hurt the last. Yeah. yeah, he got hurt the last time he was in a match. Yeah, he got hurt the last two times he was in a match. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. He had a what? A, a, a abdominal tear. An abductor. Muscle he had an abductor. Tear. An abductor. An abductor. And then tear, he, yeah. uh, I think he tore a hamstring in the first match in 2012. Yeah, so he needs to take it easy. He needs to take it easy. Uh, you know, and they could do the tag team thing and, and find some way to like you know make it yeah. work. Which is fine. Uh, we saw that with Sting. <laughs> you know, they were able to make Sting do of a handful of things and have it look really, really cool. Yeah. And I have no problem with that. Uh, it'll certainly be a real shot in the arm for WWE in terms of mainstream appeal. Uh, and he Rock is a character that some people just love. They just love the Rock. No matter what he's doing, they're just going to love him. And you know, sometimes that supersedes uh, bad negative things about the company here. Uh, otherwise, while we're going here into money, I want to get your opinion on this. Mark Henry. Uh, who is uh, now in the AEW fold, a WWE Hall of Famer, has gone on the record as saying that Ollie Wrestling, the company he's now a coach, producer, and commentator for, needs to get Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman is on the market. He is one of the big men. He's 37 years old, a surprising release by WWE uh, just over a week ago. And, and there were a lot of AEW fans who were like, no way, uh-uh, we don't want a real WWE guy who's not in WWE anymore in our company, uh-uh. Uh, Jeremy, your take, Braun Strowman in AEW, is it possible? Oh, yeah, it's definitely possible. And if Mark Henry wants it, uh, you know, the people are going to listen to Mark Henry because that's why they brought him in. They brought him in because of all of his years of experience. And so I, I think Strowman would be a good fit there in, in AEW just because there's not that many towering big guys there. You got Wardlow and you got Hager, but, you know, there's a lot of, it's a lot of smaller guys in AEW. So I think. Uh, just allowing him to be himself, AEW is a good fit, I think. Um, Kevin texting here, not me, not Kevin Kelm, Kevin Sullivan saying, uh, one of our, one of our proud members of Sports Kita as well. Thank you so much, Kevin. Wow. Wrote some great Ron, stuff. For me. I wrote, uh, I wrote a great, I, I, I did voiceover and a great uh, top five WWE comeback stories of people that came back from being released. And uh, he, he wrote a really, really great script for that. I think that video is either out or going to be out very, very soon. Uh, so definitely check out our channel for it. He goes, what's Ron Broman doing here in the impact zone? What is Ron Broman doing here? Broman. Wait, there uh, it if Ron there Broman it. makes his debut at impact zone, he better have the biggest stash. He's <laughs> completely shaven, just one big stash curly. You know, like the 1920s with the handlebars in it. Hey, come on. They can bring back. That's, that's, that's Dutch's gimmick, right, Jeremy? We can't do yeah, right? yeah, no, yeah, his, his is mixed with his beard. I'm just talking about straight. Oh, just shave off the beard. Only stash. Only stash. We, we've I already had bromans in M Impact Wrestling. So unless you bring back <laughs> Robbie E and Jesse, uh, you know, to, to team with him. Uh, definitely the market's wide open. We'll see some very interesting things this summer because the oh. first batch of the release is there. Their names would come up sometime in July. Uh, and then this most recent batch of releases their names would be open to the televised contracts that it gets signed it, right around the week of AEW all out which makes the the timing of that very interesting <laughs> if you were going to release these people and you don't want them to go anywhere i don't want you to do that it's gonna be or maybe fun. that's why you did maybe that's why you did <laughs> like hey if we're gonna let you go and you could sign you're gonna be able to sign at the right time and make a lot of money somewhere else so go ahead do it you know it's gonna be a crazy summer yeah it's gonna be very very crazy uh i do want to say this i am gonna be busy the week of uh, AEW all out aaw AAW going to be running the Logan Square Auditorium. Tickets are available for that right now. That'll be the Thursday before AEW All Out at the Now Arena in suburban Chicago. You want to spend some time 
downtown Chicago, really cool neighborhood, Logan Square neighborhood, very rock and roll neighborhood. Get your tickets for that while you can. AAWPro.com. That's AAWPro.com. Just had a very successful pay-per-view on Friday night. Crush and destroy. We have new tag team champions, the infamous. Uh, so very, very fun stuff with them. I'll be a part of the AAW Alive series online as well throughout the summer for them. And I'll be on stage doing some comedy. Uh, last week of June, I'll be at uh, I'll be at Zany's, north side of Chicago. I'll be at Riddles. I'll also be at the Comedy Shrine. Very, very busy. Uh, Jeremy, what you got going on, buddy? I know you're in the podcasting game. Yeah, we got uh, uh, myself and fellow sports cater writer Matt Black. Uh, we are almost approaching episode 300 of Lost in the Midcard. We're getting there. We're in the 290s now. Uh, so that drops every Thursday. We record usually Wednesday, well, after Dynamite, but there hasn't been a Dynamite to go after. So, uh, but yes, we got to get back to Wednesdays, man. If oh, you've seen man. those ratings, oh boy. Man. But uh, yeah, search for Lost well, Fridays. Do y'all know? Uh, around 500,000. So uh, up, up a little bit. Yeah. So not, nah, it's two weeks in a row. So that they're at around yeah. that number. So it's not, but gonna... yeah, just search for lost in the mid card on the, uh, on either YouTube or podcast. And there we are. It'll come at you every Thursday. <laughs> uh, Jose, you're busy with Recons of wrestling. Am I, am I correct? Always busy with Recons of wrestling live every Thursday night at 8 PM on Facebook and on uh, YouTube live. Uh, this week, we're going to be interviewing, uh, two more talents that are going to be involved with the, Pro Wrestling Action Show that's going to be going down June 27 here in Sanford, Florida. So make sure you guys tune in this Thursday. We're going to be having Layla Gray, who's the current champion for Pro Wrestling 2.0. She's going to be making her debut at Pro Wrestling Action. So she's going to be on there. This is going to be a great interview. Make sure you guys tune in. And then, as always, the daily news roundups here on Sports Kita and our top story every afternoon with Kevin and myself. Yeah, and that's we're getting a little bit longer on the two. If we want to keep those like 15 minutes, but it kind of becomes like our daily podcast for us, too. If anyone remembers me from another wrestling website where I was, uh, uh, that, that had zone in the name, uh, we did a daily. So I'm, I'm, I'm pushing us to do more daily things uh, as the stories break. You diehards, you Nishad Jawaz, you James Espanto, Fernando Taguay. I say their names because your names mean well something done. to me. You spend time with us every week. A lot of times that means something to me. And if you're watching our show for the first time and you're just a lurker, you watch and you don't comment. I want you. I want you in there. You know, I want this. We, I don't have to be bigger even, than the observer. Even if you do this, even if you do this, even if you come with your tweezers. Okay. All right. Just make sure my brows look good. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> um, we, we, we appreciate it. We appreciate you, you guys. You keep Hope saying you that are, you want to, you keep saying that you want to keep it under 15 minutes, but as soon as these 90 days start coming up and all this news comes, you guys are going to be having an <laughs> hour long show every day, man. It's going to yeah, be. And, I, <laughs> and it always happens right before we go on air. It's well, like yeah, that, 10 minutes, something happens. Boom. That, yeah, that Joe thing came literally like 15 minutes before we hit on Friday. Oh, man, it's it's a fun time in the wrestling business, and we hope you guys are going to have fun this wrestling summer. Uh, go, go out there, get tickets to your local independent wrestling organization. I'm going to say that they're going to need your support to keep going and build up the business as it is. Uh, for everybody here at Sports Keto Wrestling tonight, you got to do the most important thing. You got to do it. All right. Now, now, Jose, I would go to you with this critical sign off for the show critical sign off but jeremy has not been in the fold with us and i think it is time jeremy to ask you the most important thing you got you guys got to hit that like button that we're pointing at all those things on the bottom all right before we sign off you have to hit the like buttons you have to subscribe share the link you're in a wrestling group all right 
And then when you're done doing all of those things, Jeremy, you're watching wrestling. The most important thing you are supposed to do when watching wrestling. What is it? What two words are you supposed to do when watching wrestling? Don't know. <laughs> oh, Jeremy, I gave you the ball and you go over the end zone. Yeah. You threw me off with two words. So I'm sorry. Enjoy wrestling. I ask you to the show. What are you supposed to do? Yeah. Enjoy wrestling. Yeah. 